This program is brought to you by the partners of A Root Awakening International. Help others find truth. Support A Root Awakening International today. The orphan and the widow have a missing family member, but it's not who you think. Correcting the assumption of most believers, Yehuda Glick offers a fresh perspective tonight on defining what an orphan is, who the widow is missing in her life, and how each of us fits into their lives. Because it's the end of the sixth day, the sun is set, and this is Shabbat Night Live. Shabbat Shalom Torah fans. Welcome to Shabbat Night Live with Michael Rood. Tonight is episode two of our series with Keith Johnson and Yehuda Glick, Our Father's Heart. Yehuda brings out an interesting definition about what an orphan is according to the Bible. It brings out a little Hebrew. It makes a lot of sense. But I doubt you thought of it like this before. Also, we are on the final Shabbat of the 13th month on the astronomically and agriculturally corrected biblical Hebrew calendar. There you see it right there. We are almost at Passover, we are two weeks away now, and we are also into a new month with a love gift for your donation. So let's talk about that with our partner services guru, David Robinson. <laughs> it's good to be here, thank you, Scott. You're now a guru. I'm a guru now, yeah. You are dubbed now a guru. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really looking forward to this year's Passover event. I mean, there's a yeah, lot of great fun. guests uh, that, uh, and I'm really looking forward to Nehemi and Linnell's uh, yes. showing Passover, uh, what it looked like during the time of Yeshua. So that is gonna be really interesting. Yeah, now there's some things that they're kind of supposing, kind of a little bit fun. Yeah. Because, There's a little guesswork in there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fun, though, because they're, they're taking ingredients that they would have had available during Passover. So they're saying, okay, what kind of modern-like dish can we make mm -hmm. that has all the ingredients that were available 2,000 years ago? Right. And so she makes it. Nehemia uh, shows us how those spices and everything would have been possible. Right. And then Nehemia and Michael Rood uh, go ahead and eat the food. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'll the fun part. for that. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding, right? Yeah, so that'll be fun. Uh, I'm also talking to... to uh, Tom Logansgard. Logansgard about, and you know, that's true. You know, we really need to be taking care of ourselves with everything that's going on in this world. If, you know, things go really south, mm -hmm. we need to be in the best shape we can be physically because we're not gonna have the services available to us, the medical services. So we need, really need to be looking out for ourselves. Right, and he's talking about, you know, taking care of those things now, now while we have right, the services exactly. available. And what you can do to really know is test. Because you don't need to test every day, but you do need to test your blood, for example, blood, uh, you know, urine, everything else that you right. can test medically to find out what's going on. Okay, then you can sort of start taking care of it. Once you know that, you can just move forward. And even without those tests available, God forbid, I mean, you could still keep going on making yourself healthy. Like Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and that's something that we all tend to put off because we're so busy. Mm -hmm. We don't take care of ourselves. Right. Yeah, you know, my wife tells me that all the time. Yeah. Speaking of you being busy, <laughs> I mean, you, you did this. So you put together this yeah. month's love gift. Let's talk about this thing. So first of all, uh, it's a teaching by Keith Johnson, uh, and that is called The Resurrection of Passover. Let me read the back of this for you. What do an egg-laying rabbit and a Babylonian fertility goddess have to do with the resurrection of our Hebrew Messiah? Yeah, good question. So, <laughs> in the resurrection of Passover, Keith Johnson leads us through the dispensational disaster of mixing the holy with the profane. Yeah, Easter does that. Uh, truth with mythology and how a translational conspiracy was devised to crucify Passover itself. 
in the words of Keith Johnson. Very interesting teaching, yeah, how material. we got to Easter from Passover and how we can reverse the trend. Uh, you know, we can't collectively do it, but right. each one of us can do this in our family and friends and, and, and help turn it around. So that's the teaching for a, a donation of $50. Now, this thing here, we were just talking before the cameras yeah. came on. This thing's bigger than it looks in the yeah, commercial. Yeah, a, <laughs> a lot of people think it's like three by six, or yeah. they, they, you know, in the picture, they're thinking small, but this is a this is what, nine by eight or seven, I think? Yeah. And uh, call on me in the day of the uh, trouble and I will deliver you, which is based on Psalm 50. Psalm 50 verse 15, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and it's really heavy duty. Yeah. You know, this isn't like cheap, Ten. So this is like what a wall hanging is. Yeah, is it like this yeah absolutely. Thing? You can put it out outdoors, indoors. Okay. Uh, but um, and it's uh, I love that scripture. Yeah, it's one of the reasons I got it. And that is a gift. So again, these are not things you're buying. These are gifts that Michael says. You know what? You're supporting the ministry. I want to give you something back. Yeah. So that's a gift for a hundred dollars or more. You'll get the teaching and that. And this I think is a lot. A lot of people are looking forward to this. Yeah. We made sure we got enough, but there's still supplies limited. So if you want one of these, get it. And David, what do we have? We have the tour. Scroll and we have the breastplate. So this is a real. So this is an actual Torah scroll, right? And yeah. it's handheld. It's like what about twelve mm -hmm. inches uh, tall? Yeah, yes, about uh, yeah, twelve inches. Let's take the cover off that thing. Let me. You hold the. There we okay, go. You got it. Okay. Yeah. So here's the. And as you can see. Yes. All five books of Moses in Hebrew. That's right. So you can brush up on your Hebrew there. We also have something we had from last month on a larger scale. We had a Torah pointer. We did. It does come with a mini Torah pointer. It does. And this one's not as heavy duty as the other one, but yeah. uh, you have that so you can follow along and not touch the scroll. When you're and then in. this thing here, we were intrigued with what this is. This is a breastplate. Mm -hmm. And apparently this is traditional with Torah scrolls as well. Yes. Uh, and it has the Ten Commandments on here, a couple of lions on both sides, and basically the numbers uh, one through 10 in Hebrew mm -hmm. on the Ten Commandments on there. Uh, it's just a beautiful little thing that basically what hangs on this when it's all together yes, kind of hangs, like right? hangs on the, okay. the, the upper end of Beautiful. It. All right. So that yeah. is our love gift for this month. And uh, again, that's for a donation of $300 mm -hmm. or more. Right. And uh, beautiful thing. So now, David, uh, we are talking with Yehuda and Hadass about orphans and widows. Right. And they have this uh, unique way of bringing these folks together. And we'll see that in, in later episodes, how they do this. Uh, but really, it's because they're not trying to replace the person who's missing in their lives, whoever passed away, they're trying to uh, empower the person who's left. Right. So uh, you have experienced this yourself. Your wife passed suddenly mm -hmm. um, many years ago. How many years ago was that, by the way? Uh, that would have been 10, 14 years ago. Okay. And you're happily remarried, by yes. the way. And so you're, yep. And, and, but you remember that. And, and, you know, when folks pass, you get all kinds of attention at first. You do. And then, I mean, does it really wane? Is that, I mean, what happens Well, I, in my case, I, I was really blessed with a lot of people helping, but it, it got to the point where I had to say stop because- Really? Yeah, because, you know, I need to figure this out myself with my kids. We need to figure out how we're gonna do life, how we're gonna cook meals and have time to do those things that are a necessity. Right. Um, and, um, for the catalyst of the family. Yeah. And so it, yeah, at one point I just said, look, I really, really appreciate all the help, but. So what kind of help were you getting? Like, Well, there... I mean, there was a lot of, uh, my wife's friends would bring over meals every day, every okay. day they would bring over meals. Um, the only help that I had to continue because being in the music industry, I was not working where we lived. Mm -hmm. So uh, I had uh, people that would take my kids to basketball games and so okay. forth like that That's to help cool. me out when I was out of town. But so even, that, even with that, you kind of said, enough's enough, I need to figure this out on my own. Yeah, yeah, okay. to a degree. I mean, you know, it just people coming over every day, 
doing yeah. like, and they're, they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart. For they sure, They just yeah. really want to help. But there just came a point where I, I've got to figure this out. I, mm. I got to know what life's like without you here. Right. You know, and I need to figure this out. And it, it's a really difficult time for those of you uh, that have lost a spouse. You know what I'm talking about. Mm. Literally where I'm looking for something and I pick up my phone and was going to text my wife and ask her where it was and realize, wait, I can't do that. Right. I got to yeah. find it. You know, there's so many realities that hit you mm. uh, during that time. And Yehuda and Hadass have both gone through that. And so they know, they've said, you know what? We don't need to replace that spouse. We need to empower the person who's left to help them do it on their own. Right. So they got the right idea. And to add another to that, my, my wife now, she honors the memory of my first wife. With my kids, she made it very clear, I am mm. not here to replace your mother. I'm here to support you. That's great. And it was just a beautiful thing and it worked out really well for okay. us. Okay, well, yeah. thank you. Thank you for that insight, David. All right, so now we're gonna learn more of how to do this properly for someone who has missed someone right. uh, or maybe this is your own situation. So I think you really appreciate this. So tonight, the orphan and the widow have a missing family member. It's not who you think. Correcting the assumption of most believers, Yehuda Glick is now going to offer us a fresh perspective tonight on defining what an orphan is and who the widow is missing in her life and how you can fit into their lives. So get ready for this, but The Kiddish with Michael is next. Stay with us. What do an egg-laying rabbit and a Babylonian fertility goddess have to do with the resurrection of our Hebrew Messiah? Good question. In The Resurrection of Passover, Keith Johnson leads us through the dispensational disaster of mixing the holy with the profane, truth with mythology, and how a translational conspiracy was devised to crucify Passover itself. I'm gonna tell you right now what I think they're doing. They're trying to crucify Passover. The Resurrection of Passover with Keith Johnson is not for sale and it's not on YouTube. The only way to watch it is to receive it as a thank you gift from Michael Rood. Donate a $50 love gift and we'll send you The Resurrection of Passover on DVD or Blu-ray. Or for a donation of $100, we'll send you The Resurrection of Passover, plus a beautiful wall hanging featuring Psalm 50 verse 15. Call on me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. Or with a donation of $300, we'll send you The Resurrection of Passover, the Psalm 50 wall hanging, plus a handheld Torah scroll. This breathtaking showpiece features all five books of Moses in Hebrew, wooden rollers, a velvet Torah cover, and an ornamental breastplate. These gifts are a limited time offer from Michael Rood to thank you for your support. Make your donation today and receive the $50 gift the $100 gift, or the $300 gift. These special gift collections featuring Keith Johnson are available only in April, and supplies are limited. Call now to receive your gifts. 888-766-3610. That's 888-766-3610. Or get your gifts online at monthlylovegift.com. Join us online for Passover 2022, a time of remembering, learning, preparing for the greater exodus, and celebrating the power of family. Passover 2022 is free, but you must sign up to watch it live. Sign up now at PassoverCharlotte.com. 
First, on Friday night, it's Passover meal prep with Scott Laird and award-winning chef Rich Hall. Sign up now to get the recipes. Then get a sneak peek at all of this year's special guests on Shabbat Night Live. On Saturday, it's a full day of teachings from Scott Laird and Dr. Tom Lokensgaard, Nehemia and Linnell Gordon, Yehuda and Hadas Glick, and Keith Johnson. Plus, a panel discussion with all of our guests. And of course, a front row seat to Michael Rood's best Passover Seder ever. You'll even get 20% off almost anything in our online store and free coloring pages for the kids. Passover 2022, then and now. Sign up to watch it live at PassoverCharlotte.com. There is a rabbinic tradition, even a takanot, a law which changed biblical law, that before one eats bread, one must wash their hand with the two-handled pot, a negelvesser, and say this prayer. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us by your commandments, commanding us to wash the hands. Nowhere in the scripture is this ever commanded. In fact, the rabbis will plainly say that we are the ones that made it up, and when you are obeying us, you're obeying God. Well, Yeshua said, do not follow the takanot of the Pharisees. Do not follow their man-made rules and regulations. But every time there is bread, every time we can remember what Yeshua said, what he put in place. And we can say the prayer, Baruchata Yehovah Elohim Melech Ha'olam Hamotzi Lechem Min Ha'aretz. Blessed are you, Yehovah, our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. And Yeshua said, I am the bread brought forth in the earth. This represents my body, which is broken for you. As often as you do this, if it's every meal, if it's every Sabbath, you do it in remembrance of me, because by his stripes, we were healed. And Yeshua took the cup, and he said, Baruch Yehovah, Eloheinu melech ha'olam, Borei pari hagafen. Blessed are you, Yehovah, our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. And Yeshua said, this represents the renewed covenant in my blood, the broken covenant in which we were offered to be priests and kings. Yeshua paid the price. He renewed the covenant with us and made us priests and kings. And so as often as we do this, we remember this and we reign as priests and kings now and will do so in the future with Yeshua for a thousand years in our resurrected body along with his resurrected body. And we do this in remembrance of him. Shalom. What's missing in our world these days is the fabric of the family, a father, a mother, and children, if Yehovah chooses to bless them with children. And the question is, what happens if, let's say, the father passes or is not there? So it's the father's obligation to protect his family, to care for his family, and of course the mother as well, but especially the father's uh, position is extremely important to Yehovah, because if the father is not there, Yehovah is very protective of widows and orphans. Who are they and why is he so protective of them? Mm -hmm. Yehuda Glick, Keith Johnson, welcome back to Shabbat Night Live. Yeah. We're gonna discuss this today yeah. as part of our father's heart. Yes, yeah, so I'll tell you what, and I, mission accomplished for me, because I'm sitting here with you, 
I'm sitting here with Yehuda, and I'm sitting here with the book. And now we get a chance to open that book. Mm-hmm. You know, Scott, I'm telling you, it's just, it's, it, it's, I got to say for me, it is the thing that excites me the most is when we can hear the word of God and understand it in language, history, and context. And we have a scholar here that's going to help us understand widows and orphans from a biblical perspective. And I tell you something, it's different than most people think. I'm telling you that right now. So what do you think? We go to Jeremiah first, just to, just to follow yeah, up with Jeremiah? We spoke last time about Jeremiah, who called upon the Shalom Jerusalem Foundation and told us, guys, part of what you're doing in preparing the rebuilding of the temple, you got another mission to take care of, <laughs> which is the, only the beginning of the process. Mm. We re, I want to remind you of Jeremiah chapter 7, mm-hmm. verses 5 to 6, where, where he says to the people, Guys, you want to be able to build the, the temple? You want to be able to see my divine presence in the temple, inspiring the world forever and ever? Mm. It begins by the caring and not offending, but not only not offending, it begins by caring for the orphan and the widow. Mm-hmm. And this topic of the orphan and the widow covers so much of this book, so much of this book, I just mentioned Jeremiah, I could mention Zechariah 7, I could mention Isaiah 1, I could mention Ezekiel 22, and many, many of the prophets are talking about the importance of preparing and dealing with the orphan and the widow mm-hmm. as a preparation for the rebuilding of the temple. Amen. And I really would find it a, a privilege to really read through and try to understand mm-hmm. and try to see what really the Bible wants us to do with the orphans and the widows. So, uh, Scott, I know you read from Michael's Bible. I want to read from mm. the NASB. Uh, you said one, uh, five, what was it, what, what verse in Jeremiah again? Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 5 to 6. Okay, 5 through 6. And I, there's something that just jumped off the page I want to ask you about okay. this. For if you truly amend your ways and your deeds, I'm reading from the NASB right now. And if you truly practice justice between a man and his neighbor, if you do not oppress the alien, and then it says the orphan orphan, or the widow. Uh, Yehuda, uh, we were in the car and we were talking about this and you said there's not an example where you wouldn't have both orphan and widow together. Why is that? Mm. And here is something that I think it's a, it's a total mind changing in the concept of what, who are these orphans and widows that we're talking about? Ah. Very often I speak to groups, I speak at churches, I speak to communities, I speak to, to groups and they say, yeah, I care for the widows and the orphans. I support an orphanage in Tanzania. I support an orphanage in Cambodia. I support an orphanage in, uh, in the Ukraine. But it's very interesting that the Bible never talks about the orphan. It always talks about the orphan and the widow. As a matter of fact, it's interesting, in the book of Exodus, it's always the widow and the orphan. In the book of Deuteronomy, it's the orphan and the widow. So it's, uh, it's interesting, and I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I have an explanation for that. But I want to, let's really dive in yes. to the book. Listen to what the book is telling us. Why is the importance of dealing with the orphan and the widow as a one? And what importance does it have in the redemption process we spoke about? And why does the Shalom Jerusalem Foundation now cooperate with the Amitzim, the Israel Organization for the Young orphans and widows, or the young widows and orphans. And let's read it. Now, can I ask a question before you do it? You're reading from Hebrew. We've got an English translation, the KJV, the NASB. Could you, before we go any further, could you just tell us what the two words are? Because these guys, I'm going to tell you something about okay. this. Let me tell you something about where you're at. 
You're in the best studio, I say, in North Carolina, East Coast, probably United States. What they're going to do, this, I love this. You're going to give us the Hebrew word for what the word is. And the people that are listening are study people. That's what a rude awakening's done. These people are going to check their Bible to see if what you're saying is correct. <laughs> okay, Am I great. right or wrong? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. so here's will. what we want you to do. You tell us what the Hebrew words are for widow okay. and orphan, if you can. Okay. Am I putting you on the spot? Uh, no, no, you're fine because we're because we already have a, one mistake. In English, the word orphan means somebody who does not have two parents. In Hebrew, the word yatom does not mean that. It means fatherless, and we'll see that in a second, and I'll prove it in a second. Mm. And it's interesting, I want to, but before that, I want to say something even earlier. The word yatom means an orphan. The orphan is the only child in the entire Bible who has a name. A, a, a child who's sick, a child who's crippled, there's no name, there's no, there's no noun to, to describe. This is a what? A sick child, a, and a child with allergies, a child with ADHD, a child with, with, with disability. No, the only child... The only child that the Bible gives him a name, Yatom, the only child of the Bible is, the, is, is this person we're talking about, which I say is the fatherless or the motherless in the modern time. And I think it's a very important point. Spell Yatom in Hebrew for yatom us. Yatom is the Yud, Taf, Vav, and the final Mem. Okay. Yatom. 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 And what does it mean? Orphan or does it mean fatherless? Do we have a way to know? Let's open the book and see what the book tells us. <laughs> I say open... Uh, there are 22 letters in the alphabet. Let's go to Exodus 22. <laughs> uh, we'll open verse uh, 23. Yes. And listen carefully. Exodus to what the, 22, verse 23. The Bible goes like this. As a matter of fact, we'll start at 21. Kol almanavi yatom anun. Listen carefully. Verse 21. How does it translate? Oh, so you shall neither vex a stranger nor oppress him. No, I'm talking about verse 21. You did the 20, 20. 22, 21? No, 21. Uh, that's what I have is 21. Okay, let's look at 22. 22 then, all right. You shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. Okay, so first it says any widow or orphan. Call any, call almanavi atom lot anun. You should not offend, you should not afflict, you should not... Attack, mm -hmm. that's the word, call, call everyone, okay. Mm -hmm. If you do, now let's go into verse 23 in your, in your, in your Bible. Read verse 23. Okay. Uh, if you aff aff afflict him at all, and if he does cry out to me, I will surely hear his cry. And what will happen? And my anger will be kindred and I, kindled, and I will kill you with the sword and your wives shall become widows, and your children fatherless. Okay. So let's see what we have here. First of all, mm. very rare do we have the Bible threatening. If you don't do this, I will do this. And it's a very strict threatening. God says if you do offend, the, the uh, afflict the, the orphan and the widow, any orphan and widow, whether a rich one or a poor one, whether a smart one or a stupid one, any orphan or widow, if you affect them, they will call out to me. And I will hear their voice and I will kill you and your wives will be widows and your children will be orphans. So first of all, we see your wives will be widows and your children will be orphans. So we're talking about not an orphan missing two parents. We're talking about a fatherless. We have it right there. It says that right there in the book. So we're talking about somebody who's fatherless. And here we see God's threatening if you do it. But why would anybody offend, physically offend or actively offend or, or uh, attack a widow or an orphan? 
And here we have to understand the word in Hebrew is lo te'anun. Lo te'anun does not mean, it doesn't have to be something active. It can be even something passive mm. by ignoring them. Huh. And mm. I will tell you even something greater. One of the, Israel's greatest scholars, my wife, Hadas, she says on something unbelievable. The word in Hebrew to cause passive suffering, le'anot, is also the word for becoming poor means if you allow them to become poor, sure. if you allow them to become poor, meaning God says, make sure they don't become poor. Make sure they don't go down to the lowest level of, 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 of needy. And here, so here, what are we talking about? We're talking about any orphan and widow. Why does it say any orphan and widow? Because sometimes we say, oh, she doesn't have an income. She's poor. We'll help, we'll help her. No, God says any orphan and widow. Hmm. God says any fatherless. We're talking about the Yatom who's fatherless, not only an orphan. And we're talking about somebody who has a family, who has a hmm. mother left. And we have to make sure that this combination, this linkage between the orphan and the widow Stays. What does that mean? And this is something so important because we're talking in an, in an era where family is at stake. Hmm. And so God says, don't take the, the orphan and send them to an orphanage. Hmm. Don't send and take care of some orphanage and, and, and build an orphanage to all the orphans together. No, a person needs a parent, needs both parents. He lost one parent. Hmm. You know what your job is now? To strengthen the, the, the surviving parent. Sure. Strengthen the surviving parent and make sure she doesn't become... Mm. Weak. Why? Because the source of a blessing to a child comes from his parent. Hmm. This is the fifth amendment of the Ten Commandments. Respect your father and mother. The source of blessing to a man, to a child, comes from his parents. Hmm. And when we have a family, okay, a father and a mother, we have a protection over the children. Not only do we have a protection over the children, the children are, you know where they are? They're over here on the roof. You know why? Because when the child starts crawling, the mother says, hey, you know, my baby's crawling. Wow! And when the kid comes back with his first drawing from, from kindergarten, and it, it's not Picasso, but it's on the refrigerator, and everybody says, look, look what he did. <laughs> He's there, wow, wow. And every day, when the kid starts walking, when he starts running, when he starts playing, riding his bicycle, when he gets his first report card, when he, he's always there clapping their hands and putting him on the heaven. When one of the parents passes away, the, the, sure. the house is falling down. Mm. The house is collapsing. And our job is not to go replace the father. We can't replace the father. Mm. We can do is strengthen that surviving parent so that she or he will be able to, 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 to protect this child. You know, I, I want to tell you something I told keep before. It's something very exciting. I meet now today with activity in the organization of the other widows and orphans. I meet many uh, widows and widowers, and I always said, tell them, you know, we know what, what day you lost your, your, your husband, your wife, but there's one day I want you to continue celebrating, not continue celebrating, celebrating even stronger than ever. They say to me, oh, you mean the Memorial Day? I said, no, no, no. Oh, you mean the kids' birthdays? I said, no. So what day? I tell them, your anniversary. I say, why? You know, we were married, and Joe and, uh, and Anna were married. Why, do we, why should we celebrate their anniversary? For some reason, in the modern times, we think, what's an anniversary? It's a day when Joe and Shmo, when the mother and when they met each other, it's a, it's a celebration of a couplehood. 
It's not. It's the day, the birthday, the creation of this family. Mm. The family, okay? We're talking about the Smith family. Now, when the, one of the parents passed away, the danger is that the family is going to fall apart. I want you to celebrate even, okay, the father's not alive right now. The mm. mother's not alive right now. Mm. But the family is there. And we have to strengthen the family. These, this orphan has a parent. The welfare does not become instead of the parent. The source of blessing for the children goes through the surviving parent. And we have to make sure that surviving parent can serve and surround and empower this child. Because a parent is the protection of the children. A physical protection, a financial protection, an emotional protection. And when the child loses a parent, he's always in a fear he's going to lose the other parent. Mm. And we have to strengthen them. Strengthen that surviving parent. The best thing you can do for an orphan is give him a strong parent. Mm. Not take him out to a dormitory. Not send him away to a foster family. When there's no choice, there's no choice. But what what we are told to do is take care, not of the orphan, take care of the orphan and the widow. Mm. This child has a family. Mm. His family is there. Strengthen the family. Celebrate the family. Express your, 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 the, the idea that this family is still there because you know what? And here we connect to what we spoke about before. Mm. When God chooses upon Abraham and he says to him, listen, I promise you the land. I promise you descendants. But you have a goal. You know what your goal is? You should be a blessing to the families of the earth. Sure. Mm. The concept of family. The book of Genesis, which begins with the creation of man, and God says a man leaves his parents and establishes a family, clungs to his wife, and they're a family. And the book of Genesis concludes with this family, which was almost the break to break, to break up, and Judah and his brothers, Joseph, and all that, they're all, and suddenly they reconnect. And the book of, of, of Genesis, which is the foundation of the Bible, says to us, make sure family stays strong. Today, we're living in a time where families, it's like, oh, who needs family? Okay, a husband, a wife, you don't get married, get divorced, and this, and that. God says, the beginning of redemption, strengthen the orphan and the widow. Mm-hmm. That widow, doesn't matter whether she's a, a doctor or a professor or a high-tech man or a person or she's a lawyer, that doesn't matter because we're not talking about poverty. You know what's interesting? I, I, I'm working now on writing a thesis about the, uh, the, the idea of the orphan and the widow. And the t- I look at all the people who, writing, who wrote before me. They're all talking about the poor, the widow, and the orphan. The poor, the widow, and the orphan. You look at the Bible. It doesn't exist. The poor and the widow and the, uh, Bible, uh, uh, and, the, and the orphan are never together. Mm-hmm. You know who's together with the orphan and the widow? Listen carefully. We heard we saw about the sojourner, the stranger, the alien, whichever translation you prefer. I like the translation of the sojourner because Gare is the live. The Levite. Mm-hmm. You'd never look at the Levite as a oh, we have to have mercy on him. No, he's a servant of God. And the, God says, for me, the orphan and the widow are like the Levite. They're mm-hmm. the servers and. And they're going to remind you the exodus of Egypt. They're going to remind you the redemption. Mm. They're going to be there to show you what redemption is all about. So when God says to Abraham, I'm blessing you to be a blessing to the families of the earth. He wants us to remember the concept of family. And where do you have it? In the rebuild. 
just like we're trying to rebuild God's home, mm -hmm. begins with rebuilding the most sacred thing in this world, a person's home. And how do you rebuild? You take the foundations that are still there, the love, the covenant. How do we rebuild the temple? We take the tenets that are there and we say we're using them to put the, 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 the significance into that family. This family is there. The foundations of this family are there. The love, the covenant, the familyhood, the uniqueness of this family. And so what, what Amitzim, what we're doing in Israel right now in this new model we're developing, and we'll talk about it in maybe the next lessons, is really reminding the people that when we want to take care of the orphan and the widow, this is a concept that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. It's a new concept, but it's not a new concept. It's from the book. It's the concept of you want to strengthen an orphan family, strengthen the linkage between the parent and the child, strengthen the, 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 the parent, and put joy, we'll talk about that, into the house, into the home, into the family. And we're not talking about orphans who are living on the other side of the ocean. In your community, we'll, start, we'll talk about that soon. In your community, it talks about that again and again. So what are, we what are we told God says? God says, I want you to take care of the orphan and the widow as a family. Respect them as a Levite. Not out of mercy. It's not charity. The, the Bible knows to talk about the poor. The poor give him money, pay his salary on time because he's waiting for that salary, the Bible says. Okay, that's the poor. The widow and the orphan is not from that point. They're not the person who need mercy. They're the person that need happiness, strength, empowerment. This is what, why? So that the family can be strong. What's more important than family? If we want to bring the closest thing that we have in this world to a home of God, to the blessing of God, to a place where the inspiration of God is existing, it's a father and a mother. And if we're missing one of them, God says, I'm the father of that child. But your obligation is to strengthen that child. Mm. Hold that thought. We'll be back in just a second. This is a fascinating teaching. I, to me, anyway, I hope it is to you as well. Thank you for bringing Yehuda here. I thank you because you made it possible. You make Shabbat Night Live happen with your donations. Thank you for making it possible for other folks. And we hope that you will continue to do so to make it possible for other folks to see this into the future. So if you are appreciating what Rabbi uh, Yehuda Glick is saying here, we pray that you would uh, donate. The Bible is saying. What the Bible is saying about this. <laughs> what Yehuda is repeating from the Bible. Uh, then please support Shabbat Night Live. You make it possible. Thanks very much. And we'll be back in two minutes. Thank you for your support of Shabbat Night Live. In the last segment, we talked about how God really protects the widows and the orphans. And if you oppress them, notice that your, the justice against you would be exactly what you were oppressing those with. In other words, you, your family would have widows and orphans if you oppressed them, not something you wanna do. We talked all about the orphans in the past segment. Now we're gonna talk about the widows. Who are the widows? So Yehuda Glick. Or the widows. Okay, so Yehuda, Yehuda, you did such a good job. You, 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 you slowed down and you said, this is the word for orphan. Yeah. Mm. Our graphics people are going to put that Hebrew word up. Now, here's what happens. While we take that two-minute break, hopefully people are supporting a rude awakening. Guess what else they're doing? They're checking to see if what he said was true. <laughs> yes, this is are. what I love about the rude awakening <laughs> ministry. They're going to their Bibles and they're checking. Now, now, slow, give, give us the word for widow. And, and again, people are going to check their English Bibles and try to find it out. So give them a basic uh, uh, spelling and okay. also a definition. 
Okay, but before I do that, I just want to say that, uh, <laughs> that you guys both uh, didn't listen carefully. Because we're not talking about the orphans, we're talking about the fatherless, as we said before. Because uh-huh. the word orphan in English I'm means... I'm only using father- one... Okay. okay, great. So just want to remind the us... Biblical the biblical definition. The biblical right, right. definition I is the fatherless. This okay. is what happens all the time. Okay, okay. anyway, well, let's go back to the other thing. So we, we're speaking about the fatherless. The fatherless. The fatherless or the motherless uh, yes. today. Because we're living in, in a time where both parents yes. are working and bringing the, uh, the uh, protection to the family. And the almana. Almana is the Hebrew word for widow. Spell it for or us. Almana. Al, Aleph, that's the first letter. Lamed, Mem, Nun, Hey. Amen. Almana. Aleph, Lamed, Mem, Nun, Hey. It comes from the word Elim, quietness. <laughs> Elim is somebody, when, when Moses said, Adam, who, God said to Moses, who gave the mouth to a person and who makes a person yeah. Dumb, the person yeah. and the possibility of, of not being able to speak. Mm. Ilim. So an almana is a person who doesn't have a voice. Mm. Sure. Wow. That's the word I love almana. It. I love it. Uh, but God says, Lo alman Israel. Israel is not, uh, not a widower. Meaning we are, we, God, yeah. God is there yeah. and God is, is, is there to protect us. And we, we know that the, uh, the almana is mentioned many times in the Bible in the allegory. Of, of, of Jerusalem as being lonely, you know, in the book of uh, Lamentations. Mm-hmm. What is the almana? It's not a matter of poverty. It's a matter of loneliness. Mm. It's a matter of a loss of a voice, of a sound. Mm. It's a matter of being there alone and suffering the loneliness where you're totally alone for yourself and everything's on your shoulders. Mm. And... When God says, and in, 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 let's say, in, in we spoke about Deuteronomy, but in, in God says, in, in, in we spoke about Exodus, and God says in Deuteronomy 10, one of God's names is He is the protector. He is the protector of the widows and the orphans. Mm. It's uh, he, he does justice for them. Mm. Justice not just in the court. Justice in the in the, in the, in the situation of being a widow dealing with so much bureaucracy. And I meet so many widows and, and widowers. They say to me, listen, the illness that my, my, my spouse went through is one thing. Mm. But ever since he, he passed away, the bureaucracy, everything is so difficult. Every form I have to fill out, mm. every single task, every single task becomes a yoke on the shoulder. Mm. The almana is the one who's now, the whole house is on her shoulder. Mm. I felt that from, just by the way, from my mother. I mean, granted, she was an older widow, but my, when my dad passed suddenly, she went to the bank. She couldn't draw money from the bank. Her, her card wouldn't work because everything was in my dad's name. Wow. So everything, every, like you said, the, the, everything she turned everything. from the car everything. to the bank to everything was, now, it was so hard for her. Uh, yeah. How old were you when your father passed away? You were oh, this was just last year, okay, but yeah. Okay, so now think... How difficult it was for her? Think how difficult it is for for widows and young young. We're talking about young widows and orphans who have little children. Yeah, they 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 have, uh, and, and I, I keep seeing their 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 their, their uh, emails. They show me that the teacher said to the PTA meeting, "Don't forget to bring both parents." I am both parents, uh, mm. and, and, and 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 that's what it is. It's not not being able to shop without taking a child with you. It's not like a divorced family where where you can. Half the week, they're at the other side, or it's everything on your. It's not. It's not a single parent who decided by herself to bring 
a child by herself. We're talking about a family that began and created itself like every, like every normative family, planning on being, building a family and dreaming to have children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And suddenly, suddenly, a person passes away at the age of 30 or 25 or 35 or 40. It's always suddenly. By the way, many, the most common is, is cancer, then sudden heart attacks. Many, many in our generation, suicides. Hmm. Many other illnesses. Then we have all the other automobile accidents, the drowning, crime, and other things. But these are people that planned to, to build a family together. Each one of them built his career. Each one of them had dreams of how their lives are going to be together. And suddenly, the whole world collapses on them. Hmm. Suddenly, it's all on their shoulder. And not only is it all on their shoulder, and this is where we go back to what, what Exodus says, to offend somebody, you don't have to do it actively. There are so many issues that are now all on her shoulders or his shoulders beyond the bureaucracy. You, you want to, okay, let's want to move to a different city to live near my, 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 my parents. No, the house, the children have a percentage in the inheritance so you can't sell the house. Oh, you, you want to move? No, no, the other grandparents want to see the children also so, so, so you can't. Everything, instead of us, cooperating and, 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 sh- and holding hands together to help us be strong, society puts so much more deeds, so much more tasks mm-hmm. on her shoulder. And the almana doesn't even have a voice. And God says twice, if she yells out to me, I will hear. What does it mean if she yells out to me? The word to yell out in, in, the, in the Bible, we, we remember the first time when Cain kills his brother Abel. What does God say? Mm. The blood of your mm. brother is yelling out from the front. From the, if you walk down the street there, I promise you, you wouldn't hear the blood yelling. The blood of the widow is yelling out to God, even when she doesn't have a voice. Even when she can't sound out that voice. Mm. It's yelling out. God says, I hear it. Shamoa ishma. Double times. Shamoash, my will hear carefully every single sound of, the, of that, of, of every single motion in her mentality, in her psychological serious situation, in her emotion, everything she's going through, I will hear it. And I will know it. And I will make sure she gets justice. Because this is what God says. And by the way, in Deuteronomy 10, God's Name is the he who does justice for the uh, orphan and the widow. Later on in, in, in Deuteronomy 27, God curses anybody who is not there to help the widow and the orphan. Mm. And we see that again and again. Isaiah, Ezekiel 22, 22 appearance a lot. That's what I want you to do. Uh, again and again, criticizes the society. Don't forget them. Criticize the society for not listening to their voice. God says, I'm listening to your voice. Mm. Yehuda, uh, I want you to pick a couple of those verses, if it's okay. I want to go to uh, a book um, uh, in the New Testament, if I can. I sh- you know, when I'm, when I, I love, I love the fact that uh, this is just something for me, Scott. Jew and Gentile coming together, finding out where there's common ground. I mean, we've been trying to find common ground for a long time, and I just can't grow any hair. Okay, but I'm getting closer with this, Yehuda. You see, I'm getting closer. <laughs> but I want to read a verse, and I want you to tell me what you think. I want to read a verse. 
from the book of James. Oh, okay. Chapter one, when I was, when I was young, uh, Scott, I, I memorized the entire book of James, if you can believe it. Really? I, I love this book. James 1, 27, when Yehuda's looking for these couple of these verses, I want to read this. Folks, open up your Bibles. 1, 27, and tell me, Yehuda, if this matches with what we just talked about. Chapter 1, verse 27, this is pure and undefiled religion in the sight of God and Father, to visit <laughs> orphans and widows in their distress. To visit orphans and widows in their distress. So here back in the first century, James, who's, who is, 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 they say is the half-brother of Jesus, uh, James is, is writing and he's saying true religion is to visit orphans and widows in their distress. If James were to be on our show right now and he was sitting over where Scott's sitting and he said to you, Yehuda, uh, I believe that a part of true religion is to visit orphans and widows in their distress. What would you say to him? Is that is that Tanakh base? Is he is he getting this from the Torah? I mean, where is this coming from? Look, the, the Torah has a base, a very strong base, when it deals with with, with with visiting, not only visiting but caring for them. Amen. I'll, I'll tell you an, an example. I spoke in in, in one of our first uh, 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 talks about the difference between the widow and the orphan and the poor person. It's a very interesting point. You know, there it was very common in the time of the Bible. That when somebody lent money to somebody else, he would take like a pledge, something that would like, something that, you know, make sure to give me, give me back. Like give, give me back. Yeah. Right. By the way, usually, you know, the reason it was done was, first of all, symbolic. Also, it was also this interesting. I read it somewhere, somewhere very interesting. So that a person won't take, lend money for seven different people at the same time. Mm. So he has one code, he's going to give it. <laughs> so the Bible says, you take, a, you take it from, from, from a poor person. It says in Deuteronomy 24, verse 10. First of all, don't go into the house to take it. Take a stand outside. But also, if he's a poor person, give it back to him tonight. Yes. Give him back the pajamas mm -hmm. so you can right. sleep with it at night. Give him back his sweater so he can go to school in the morning. Okay, great. What does it say about the widow? In that same chapter... In that same chapter, Where are you reading? verse 17, oh, okay. I'm talking about Deuteronomy 24. Before, we spoke about the poor person mm -hmm. in Deuteronomy 24, verses 10 to 13. We're talking about the person who needs money. Don't, 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 don't choke him. Give him the money he needs and give him back his, his clothes at night. What does it say about the, about the widow? Read in Deuteronomy 24, verse 17. Go ahead. It says, ever, uh, go ahead, read this. I'll read the first one here. You shall not prevent the justice due an alien or an orphan, nor take a widow's garment in pledge. Mm. You're not even allowed to take it. <laughs> not that you can take it and give it back. Why not take the clothing and give it back like the poor person? No, no. The poor person, the issue is financially. Help him financially. Make sure and, and respect him. In the widow, you're not even allowed to take mm. her clothes there. Because we are honored, to, we, are, we, are, we are obligated to respect her and to give her honor. Did you, would you go to take uh, the, uh, the, the, from, uh, from uh, let's say, uh, who, who the big, 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 uh, Bill Gates? Would you go to take Bill Gates' uh, uh, clothes? Would you, go to take, <laughs> would you go to take President Obama's clothes? No. This is, these are the Levites. Don't touch her clothes. She owes you money? Okay. Don't take a, a, a pledge anything. Mm. 
This is what it says. It's not like the poor person. The poor person is a different issue. The widow, you have to make sure she, you care about her, 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 her well-being. Mm. You have to care about her well-being and make sure she's like a, like, like, like a queen. Mm. You have to give her the respect of a queen. And, 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 and you're saying about visiting, it's not only listening to the need. And of course, the, 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 all these distress is, is appears here. And, 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 and distress, not only distress, we're talking about depriving them of any kind of justice. You're obligated not to deprive them of any kind of justice. But it's not only that. It's the beyond. It's the finding the way to make sure she's like a queen. Mm. To go out of your way to make that one that we spoke of the almana. I want to remember those people who were listening at the beginning of the lesson. Almana, Aleph, Lamed, Nem, Nun, Hey, from the, vo- the, the quieted person who has no voice. God says, I am her voice. Amen. You know what? That, that makes sense for what you. I don't know if you noticed this, Keith, but in the, in the verse before you read in, in the book of James, in the New Testament. So you read verse 24 that says, pure religion. So basically, in other words, if you claim to do the Torah, Amen. really is what we're saying Amen. here. And undefiled before, you, before God and the Father is to do this, visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction. But before that, it says, if any man among you seems to be religious, says, says he follows the Torah and bridles not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. So basically you're going off about things Use that voice to be the voice for the Father, for the, for the one who has no voice. That's what God is saying here, is use your voice for something good. Be the voice for the widow. Now, I just think this is amazing because you're telling me that the, 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 the word for the widow is quiet. Quieted. Quieted. In other words, she's been shut down. Isn't it interesting? Like you said, okay, she's quieted, but her voice is loud in heaven. Mm-hmm. Her voice yeah, yeah, up in heaven. Yeah. Up in, no. <laughs> You're gonna use that, brother. No. I, I want to sound on a voice. A voice that's heard in heaven. Amen. Her voice is, for, for God. The widow's voice sounds like this. From the heart up in heaven, of the widow in heaven. It's loud. God hears it loud and clear. Amen. Loud and clear. Amen. He hears her voice. Wow. He is the one caring for her justice. But guys, the book tells us you have to walk in His ways. Mm-hmm. Amen. You have to do that. Make sure her voice is heard. You know, I, I so many times I go to to, to funerals. And I hear the people saying, listen, you, we love you so much and we respect you so much and we will never, for, never, ever, ever forget the so-and-so passed away. And I always say, yeah, you'll never, ever forget them for the next 10 minutes. So, and, and, and we know that those who are lucky, they'll remember for two months. And if you're really extra, especially lucky, they'll remember for, 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 for a year. But God says, I am here to de- make sure the justice of the widow and the orphan is not deprived. Mm. And that's what the Bible is telling us. The Bible tells us. And God warns us. And he curse, and there's a curse. Let's read it in, 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 in Deuteronomy 27. Deuteronomy 27. It says, verse 19. Deuteronomy 27, verse 19. Cursed be the one who perverts the justice of the sojourner, 
the fatherless and the widow, and all the people shall say, Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay? The, the, this is, is, is something so basic. It appears in the prohibitions. It appears in the parts of criticism. It appears in the obligations. And it appears in the, 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 the name of God and in the curses. It's all over. In all the different genres of the Torah, of the Bible, it's there. Mm. It's there in the positive, in the negative, in the, in the blessing, in the curse. It's always there. Mm. And God says the Almanaz voice, the quieted person's voice, is not going to be quieted. Now, I have a question for you, Scott. Again, I, I mean, I, we, we got a chance to ex- extend a little longer. Um, but we asked the question, what does the, what does the word widow and orphan mean? Now we have a better understanding of that. Now, how does, mm. how do we understand it? But I think it would be really cool. Now tell me what you think of this. Uh, check with your, you know, control room or whatever. <laughs> what if we push him a little further? How does God see the widow and the orphan? How does, I mean, in other words, biblically, now we understand, you know, now we know what the widow, widow and the fatherless, I'm sorry, I should have said. Yeah, okay. The fatherless. <laughs> I'm learning, okay. I'm learning. Okay, but then the question becomes, how does our father, because this series, we're, we're calling it Our Father's Heart. Mm-hmm. And I just got to tell you something. I mean, I have, I, I have been blessed and I, I get in trouble sometimes. I'm going to tell you why I get in trouble. Folks, I'll tell you why I get in trouble. I believe that God is calling in this time Jew and Gentile together. But here's where the radical part of that comes. The father is doing something amongst people all over the world. And it's and, and we're being we're, we're being uh, Scott. You said it, I think, earlier today. We're being pulled apart. We're being pulled apart. Could it be that this is one of the places where we can get pulled back together? Jew and I mean, look at I mean, can I go further? <laughs> you can go further. I Was it time? I mean, no problem. No, I, should I, we go? I, I tell you what, I'll I, put him on an airplane. We'll, 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 okay. It's over. Okay. Can we come Let's, one more week? I we'll, want to talk about. We'll, we'll talk what, about what God did first, but I want I want to take a ten seconds to teach one more word in Hebrew. Okay, we spoke about the almana and the yatom. Mm-hmm. Okay, now when God appoints Joshua, He says, "Be strong nah. and be courageous." Yes. When we established this organization for the widows and the orphan, we called it the courageous, the brave. Sure. Not a word of mercy, the strong, and it's an acronym. We spoke about almana, mm-hmm. yatom, mm-hmm. and tsair, which means young. So almanot, yatomim, tsairim is amitzim, ah. the brave, the courageous. Mm. These are the families of the young orphans and widows, amitzim. So we're going to talk next time about what God, uh, if they let us in here. I think if they I don't, 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 don't kick us out. Can we come back? Just, I mean, we'll open the Bible. What does the Father say through his word to Jew and Gentile together about how he sees the widow and the Yes, Lord? because that's the way we, we need to see them. And if you're willing to stay in America here for one more week, I think we should do that. So, all right. <laughs> As crazy as we are. Uh, hopefully you'll come back as well because, you know, we're crazy people over here. Hopefully you can appreciate that. Anyway, we thank you for being here for Shabbat Night Live. We'll see you next week again with Yehuda Glick and Keith Johnson and hopefully with you until them. Shavuot Tov. Have a good week. Shabbat Shalom.